Welcome to Mindset Matters, the show where we dive into all topics surrounding mindset, its importance, how it shapes our lives, the daily actions we take, and how it creates our future possibilities. Mindset Matters brings you stories and experiences from incredible people around the globe and provides the strategies to upgrade your mindset for success. Let's start designing your life from the inside out with your host, Rachel Withers. Hi there, and welcome to Mindset Matters, where we talk about the importance mindset plays in all aspects of our lives, whether that's personal or whether that's professional. And on Mindset Matters, we share tips and strategies so you can design your life from the inside out and live the life that you deserve. And today on Mindset Matters, it is going to be an incredible episode. I have a very special guest and a very good friend of mine. I have Crystal Longmire joining us. And Crystal is an holistic healer and mindset coach who is passionate about helping people to awaken their limitless potential so that they can create the life of their dreams. She is the founder and CEO of Crystal Longmire Wellness, a personal development and wellness company, and hosts programs, courses, and live events that are proven mindset development training. She combines this with her yogic principles to deliver a complete mind, body, emotion, transformation experience. Crystal's flagship program, Awaken Your Inner Power, is an eight-week empowerment program in which Crystal draws on her on her personal experiences and growth to really help her clients let go of their limiting beliefs, evaluate their mindset and release past traumas and really learn to love themselves. So Crystal, thank you ever so much for joining me today. It is really great to have you here. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. I am super excited to talk about all of the things, mindset, and just anything that you want to know about, I guess, how I got here and where I came from. So um, thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I know. I'm super excited to have you here. I've been really looking forward to uh, chatting, chatting with you. So I think what would be great, Crystal, is if you sort of tell us a little bit about how you got here, because you began your career in the fitness industry and you actually uh, made a shift and you left that industry really to move more into holistic health and the mindset work that you now do today. So it'd really be great to kind of understand kind of why you made that shift. Of course. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like you said, I I started in the fitness industry and the first time I ever walked into a gym was the gym that I got hired at. And I wasn't previously qualified or into fitness, but I was hired as a membership consultant. So I was selling gym memberships to people. And it was really amazing because I got to help people get started on their fitness journey. And I got to see their transformations. I got to see them 
you know, come in with low self-esteem and just not really loving their body. And I got to train, help them transform. And I wasn't actually training them. I was just helping them get started on their membership and connecting them with the right people. And through that, I started to focus on my own physical health because prior to stepping into the gym, I never worked out a day in my life, hadn't even seen the inside of a gym. And I was like, well, I should at least do what I'm selling, right? So I got involved in that. And after a while I noticed, and it was kind of subconscious, but my physical body was really healthy, but I was not healthy in mind. I was not healthy in emotion. I was very much an emotional, I guess, wreck for lack of a better term. And I left the fitness industry due to my husband being able to kind of support both of us. And that gave me the opportunity to sit back and ask myself, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue in the fitness industry? And I realized, cause I had already started taking yoga as just um, a student that I wanted to kind of explore more of what I really wanted. Cause I just kind of fell into the fitness industry. It wasn't like, that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to explore what would happen if I did what I actually wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you kind of, what advice would you really offer someone that is is looking to make a career change, um, that's that's fallen into a particular career, and then gets a realization that maybe they want they want more, they've got more to offer. What would you, what advice would you give someone? Well, I guess the first thing that. I did when I decided to make that career change was I asked myself, what do I want? And I realized I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted because I had never allowed myself to want anything. I just went with the next logical step. And there's a realization that happened in my own mind that anybody can do whatever they want, but first they have to know what they want. And then once you figure that out, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to find a mentor, somebody that has what you want and to take immediate action. And this is the hardest part to realize that the how you're going to get to that next point doesn't really matter. But if you can develop like a burning desire and you know that that's what you want, then the how's just kind of kind of fall into place. And for most of us, that's hard to believe, but that's exactly what happened to me and so many other people that I know. So I think that would be the biggest thing. Um, you talk about knowing what you want and having that realization. Do you think that that comes from the, the opportunity that you had? You knew you were doing something that wasn't quite the right fit for you, wasn't quite right. And when you stepped back from that, when you took the time to self-reflect, is that when, because a lot of people, they struggle to find or to know what they really want. Mm -hmm. When you, in my belief, when you self-reflect and when you look into yourself, that is when you actually begin to find what your passions are, what you truly want. I, I don't know whether you agree with me on that, Crystal. Yes, so much so. That self-reflection is so important. And when you have a busy schedule and your hours are kind of taken up by everyone else, whether that be your job or your spouse or your children or your coworkers or whoever it is, your parents, 
self-reflection can be a challenge. And if you can set aside that time and really ask yourself, you know, what is it? Like, am I doing what I want or am I doing this because someone else told me I should? I feel like almost everyone falls into that pattern of someone told them to do the thing, whatever the thing is. Someone told them they should get a job with benefits and they should go to college and they should do all of these things, but that's just to survive. That's just to pay the bills. And if you don't have that time to self-reflect and find out what you really love and allow yourself to do the things that you really love, then you might not ever make that realization. You can actually get paid to do what you're passionate about. And that was such an amazing realization for me. Absolutely. And you mentioned yoga. Was yoga truly the start uh, of you really developing the new passion that, that you have now for what you do? I think it was. It was. I started practicing yoga. I lived in Indianapolis and that's where I was working at the gym and I was practicing yoga and I didn't understand the deeper principles of yoga and many people still don't. It's just like a flexible, stretchy exercise thing. And it is that, but I didn't realize I was getting so many more benefits out of it than just the physical aspect of it. Like it's really a mind, body and spirit connection. And I loved it so much. I felt so amazing when I was practicing yoga. I wanted to be able to learn more about why and see if I could help other people. So I wanted to become a yoga teacher, but I was kind of afraid that I was gonna fail. And there's limiting beliefs, and I know that that's probably something we're gonna talk about, but yoga was definitely something that really sparked my passion for helping heal my past traumas and then helping show other people how they could do the same thing. Yeah, and we are going to talk about limiting beliefs. We most definitely are. But just before <laughs> we do that, just tell me a little bit about how you serve your clients through Crystal Longmire Wellness. How do you do that? Uh, well, my clients are my favorite people. Um, I serve them to the best of my ability, trying to walk them through every step of their own journey because I know how difficult it is to walk on this journey by yourself and how it can be easy to fall off if you don't have someone holding you accountable. So my program includes eight weeks of modules that kind of get them from point A to point B or point A to point Z or whatever way you wanna look at that. Um, and I also offer weekly group sessions where we kind of talk about the content, I teach more material on the same topic and they get access to those indefinitely. So once they become a member of the program, they always get access to the Q&A sessions, which are every single week. And if they're having trouble navigating through the program, then I do offer one-on-one um, -on -one sessions to kind of help answer personal questions, help them get unstuck. And there's so many amazing things that are included with the program as well to help them guide themselves on their journey. Because I'm not doing it for them, but I'm going to help them kind of do it for themselves. And I feel like that's the most important thing. Yeah, you've got to, whatever it is in life, you've got to take responsibility for uh, your own actions and actually yeah. your own achievements. You mentioned right at the beginning that mentorship was important. And 
through your program, you're, you're mentoring, you're supporting, you're coaching your clients through through to where they start at A to to the, the their final dest final destination within that uh, program with you, and um, which I I know you will give incredible incredible support and absolutely incredible guidance. So let's just talk about limiting beliefs because you've said that this was something that you've had to do yourself. So. Tell us a little bit about what limiting beliefs are, how you've struggled with them, and how how have you learned to really let them let them go? Well, I actually had a lot of limiting beliefs. Um, the top ones, I guess, I can think of in this moment, definitely that I couldn't be successful on my own. Um, I knew I was a really good employee. I was good at following directions and. I wanted to do my own thing, but I was really afraid that I was just going to fail on fall straight on my face. Um, I think a lot of people have a limiting belief that their best isn't good enough. That was definitely one of my limiting beliefs as well. Um, that I needed to have a career that included benefits with that security. And that if I didn't have that, then life would somehow fall apart or something. Um, and I also was, I had a negative paradigm against money in general, against being overly abundant in finances. I felt that people that had a lot of money were not good people and that money was the root of all evil. I was taught that somewhere. I don't know where. Um, but what I did to get myself out of those limiting beliefs and kind of let them be in my past was just really educate myself and um, I read so many books and I attended multiple seminars that were not what we would call on the lower end of the financial scale as far as costs. Um, and I actually set goals. I noticed part of my problem was I had never actually set tangible goals. I had never written my goals down. I had never started reprogramming myself to realize that I can't accomplish anything. We all can't accomplish anything. So I started affirming um, what I wanted in my life. And I think the most important thing, because I had a really negative attitude and really low self-esteem, was developing a gratitude practice and sticking with that gratitude practice. And some people, myself formerly included, don't really understand the power of practicing gratitude and how it differs. A gratitude practice differs from just you know, every once in a while being like, oh, I'm grateful, like on Thanksgiving, which is American holiday that we just celebrated. You know, everybody's always grateful on Thanksgiving, but what about all of the other days? And how do you adapt that into a regular practice? That was something that really made a difference for me. Yeah. Practicing gratitude, absolutely. And goal setting. For me, it's very much, if you don't set the goals, or it's like rather like having a blank canvas because where are you going to go if you if you've not got anything you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to go anywhere if you don't really know where what you want to achieve what your dreams are what your desires are um so goal setting i think is incredibly important and and absolutely expressing gratitude so mm -hmm. we've touched upon that is there anything else that you kind of 
used in terms of really to focus on your mindset, education, uh, growth mindset, to really elevate your mindset further over time? Well, yeah, the... The thing that I feel like a lot of people are unaware of is how our way of thinking is really ingrained in there. And depending on how old you are, when you find this information, for me, I was 33 or 34. There's a lot of rewriting that needs to be done there. And I really had to kind of examine and release what where my limiting beliefs even came from. Like, why do why did I believe what I believed? Those limiting beliefs that I just went over, that's just a small handful of how many I actually had. What, why did I think that? What, where did that come from? And what would be a better, more serving belief that could get me to not stay stuck where I had been stuck for years and years of my life? So I think that was also a really big thing too, was kind of shifting that paradigm. We're so become, over time, we've become so programmed. And I think, say by seven, I think you particularly, you've got a lot of programmed thoughts and ideas and, and beliefs by the age of seven. And it most certainly takes a lot of re rewiring, a lot of changes uh, to reprogram that that mindset that that we had. I always call it. I always think of, like to think of the mind rather like um, a flower garden that very mm -hmm. much oh gosh, we yeah. need to water it. We need to tend to it and the limiting beliefs and all the negativities of the weeds. So we need to remove all all of that and tend to the beautiful flowers of our flower garden. And that's very much in agreement with what you're saying about reprogramming and, and really looking at rewiring our, our thought uh, our neurotransmitters um, uh, and how we and how we really think so with a proper mindset what do you believe is truly possible for for the clients for the people that you're working with i love that analogy you used about the garden i just wanted to add that um well People can really like, you kind of just said it, like they can learn to take their lives and their futures into their own hands for like, because if you really think about it, where we all get stuck, even though we got ourselves there, we tend to victimize ourselves and feel like, you know, it's somebody else's fault or this only happened because of this situation or circumstance, or I can't change it, or I don't have a choice. And so with the proper mindset, you can really shed those limiting beliefs. And also it's really important and it's understated or underrated, I guess, is learning how to love who you are, just period. Like learning how to love yourself is one of the biggest factors in believing in your own ability to take that next step and follow your actual dreams to be able to live the life that you really desire. Like anybody can do that. And so many of us have such a hard time believing in that. And I also think it's partially because we don't really love ourselves either. So I think with the proper mindset, we can kind of just transform who we are. I completely agree. And I think what you uh, touched upon and what you mentioned is that we can control ourselves. We can control the actions that we choose to take. 
there's lots of circumstances that we can't control. We can't control the weather, can we? There's, there's things that we can't control, but we can certainly control how we, um, and I'll use the word respond, and I know it's something that Bob Proctor says. He always says, uh, respond rather than react. It's how we respond yes. to something. And we can take control of our own actions. And I think it is very much when we take responsibility for our own actions and how we respond to circumstances that we no longer have that victim um, thought process that why does this happen to me? Why has this happened to me? Lots of things happen. It's how we respond to that. And I completely um, are agreeing with you, with how with what you've said with that. So in terms of your programme, Awaken Your Inner Power, what are the some of the main takeaways that people will really go through with this programme? What can they expect? I love that you mentioned reacting and responding because that is such a key. And that's one of the things you can actually learn in the program is the difference between reacting and responding, how to shift from reacting to responding. Um, also really learning about that connection, how connected our mind, our body and our emotions actually are and being able to gain practical ways to use that connection and that knowledge to their advantage. Um, in addition to just elevating their quality of life by applying simple, easy to follow to steps um, in order to be able to implement the tiniest lifestyle changes or the big lifestyle changes to create the, the pattern, the life that they really desire and I really go into depth as far as what paradigms are, how they get formed, how you can rewrite those paradigms, how you can change your mindset, um, and just quieting the fluctuations of your mind, using your body to manage your emotions. There's so many powerful lessons within this program. I know there is. Um, I absolutely know there's some incredible lessons in this program. And I know that you'll talk about frequency, the vibration, the levels to get the mindset to be very, very receptive, to receive positivity and not to be closed to a very negative and shut, shut out mindset. Yeah. So tell us um, what awakening your inner power. This, I think this is a great question, if I say so myself. Tell us <laughs> awakening your inner power means to you and what is the inner power that lives within all of us really i love that question um well we've talked a little bit about how we're programmed and i think that's important to understand is that we are programmed to go after this traditional life path and in the u.s they call it the american dream and that consists of going to college, getting a job, um, usually settling for the job, by the way, because most of us don't actually go for the job that we want anyway, working 40, 55 hours a week. And then at the end of 40 years, retiring with a small percentage of their income and what's left of their health. And they, people give up on their dreams. They, they don't believe that they, they, they have this mentality. And I guess awakening your inner power is realizing that you don't have to go that route, that you don't have to live that way. If that is 
what makes your, you know, lights your soul on fire, that particular example, amazing. But for too many people, that's not it. And people are struggling. And to awaken your inner power is to stop the madness of that cycle, especially if it's not what makes you happy. And it's to find the tiny voice inside of you because it's in there, maybe from your childhood, maybe your child self, before you let go of all those dreams, when you still believed and had an imagination and getting excited about life and believing in yourself and knowing, knowing, knowing that you can live the life of abundance and pure happiness, doing exactly what you love, regardless of your background, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of fear or anything else that could be holding you back, like maybe other people's opinions. For sure, absolutely, for sure. And it is, isn't it? It's, we are sometimes, we're not the conductor of our own orchestra. Somebody else has written, written us our life script and we're following what somebody else is really saying that we should do. And I think this leads on very nicely to the fact that you've written a chapter in my book, Don't Wait in the Wings, which is going to be out um, in the new year, um, around uh, March, April time. And that is all about really stepping out and not living your life waiting in the rings, in the wings. It, it's yeah. really about following your own path and your own journey. And in this chapter, we see your progression from a young girl who desperately wanted to fit in and be like everyone else um, after your parents, your parents divorced, to the woman that you are today, who is absolutely proud to be original and be unique. And so tell us how you made that shift to get to where you are today by really truly recognizing your your superpower which is your uniqueness i was just reflecting on um on writing that chapter and i'm so so grateful to you for including me in the book i cannot wait for it to be published but yeah um how did i make that shift well i started examining and reflecting um, on my journey. And when I started to go after what I really wanted and create my program and create my business and, you know, follow my passions, I was stopped in my tracks multiple times. And there was deadlines that needed to be met. And there was, there were things that needed to be done and I did everything but those things because I had this crippling fear um, in the program, just like Bob Proctor teaches, I talk about the terror barrier. I had hit my terror barrier and I had to ask myself, what is it that's really stopping me now? Like I've let go of my limiting beliefs or at least I thought I had. And then I really went back in my past, in my childhood, in my, in my just history, if you will. And I looked for a pattern. I was like, what is this pattern? And I realized that the pattern was that I really wanted to fit in. And I talk about it a lot in the book. Um, and I feel like, you know, I was taught like verbally to be my own person, to be unique, to do my own thing. 
But I felt like all the examples that I had seen, those people were just like all the people around them. They were doing their own thing maybe, but they were still like the people around them, whether that be, you know, my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, whether that be the friends that I started hanging out with in middle school and high school, whether that be like teams that I joined or whatever, like everybody was trying to be like the people around them. And I felt like being like people around you equaled acceptance. And I desperately wanted to be accepted. And there was just something I was like, what if I didn't? What if I just did my own thing? What if I allowed myself to be different? And I kind of just put myself out there a little to see what would happen. And it felt amazing. And not only did it feel amazing for me on the inside, but I started getting messages from people like thanking me for being authentic, thanking me for giving them permission to be authentic, thanking them, thanking me for, for being, doing what I was doing. And I was like, wow, like I'm not the only one that struggles with this desire and this need to feel like I need to fit in in order to be accepted. And that's what made me want to write the chapter. And I'm so very pleased and glad that you did. And it is, it is about that. The minute that you allow yourself to be who you are, um, it actually is an inspiration to other people because if you can do it, so can they. And I, I believe it's such an enabling and it gives that real, that true inspiration to other people that, yes, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be who, to be who you are. And I think, that is so important. And what you do in your work is really putting that to the people that you're really helping in your work. And I think finding who you are so and being comfortable with who you are, not trying to be somebody that you see on Instagram, somebody that you see on TV, but being you and appreciating who you are as a person is very, very important. And you are a true inspiration in, in terms of what you've written in the chapter and what you're doing in your work. And in the chapter, you also talk about the subconscious and the conscious mind, which I really find um, fascinating. You talk about the differences between them. Can you sort of tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, that, that premise, wow. That premise right there is was a game changer. So the difference between the conscious and the subconscious for anyone here that might not be aware of that is that the conscious mind is our thinking mind. It's where our thoughts come from. And it's the thoughts that we're aware of. That's where they come from. And then the subconscious mind is our emotional mind. And it's where our emotions come from. And we are 95% unaware of the thoughts that come out of the subconscious mind. They're kind of playing in the background like elevator music. And we have, I actually studied this and found this later, um, a lot, like over 90% of the thoughts that we had today are the same thoughts that we had yesterday. And the reason that this is important to be aware of is because our subconscious mind is 30,000 times more powerful than our conscious mind. So the thoughts that we're aware of are like this tiny little piece of the thoughts that are actually running our lives, our day-to-day, -day, our actions, our feelings, our emotions. And um, 
the limiting beliefs, the reason our limiting beliefs are created in the subconscious is because before the age of seven, like you mentioned, we don't actually have a conscious mind and our conscious mind can accept or reject things, but our subconscious mind doesn't have the ability. It kind of absorbs it just like a sponge. So let's say someone insults me and they tell me that, you know, I'm never going to be good enough, right? Which is one of my limiting beliefs, but they tell me that, and I'm consciously aware that that's not true. So consciously I can be like, that's not true. I am good enough. I know that I'm going to do great things, but if something happened in your childhood before the age of seven, when you didn't have that filter and you couldn't reject that negative thought or that negative idea, and it, it just absorbs into your child mind like a sponge and it becomes part of your subconscious mind. And it's crazy to be aware of that because it doesn't necessarily mean that the person that gave you that thought told you that you weren't going to be good enough, but the way you perceived it in your subconscious mind as a child, it just stayed there and it just runs this paradigm and this negative program and these limiting beliefs. And it's kind of the essence of those limiting beliefs. And so um, in my, in my chapter, I talk about exactly what happened. Like you mentioned my, my parents divorce, which wasn't blaming them, but it's, it's an action that created this pattern and this, I guess, continuation of that limiting belief. It is. And I really like your, uh, that the subconscious mind is like elevator music. I'm going to use that if you don't mind. <laughs> yes. I really like that. It's as we spoke earlier, isn't it? It's about changing the wiring, changing the thought patterns so that what you're pulling from your sub subconscious mind is different to what was pre-programmed, that the limiting, the negativity, the limiting beliefs that, that we have, we, we program that. And it's, it's quite scary to think that circumstances, what people tell us, from people that actually don't even know us, saying that you can't do something, can actually prevent and become limiters in going out and doing what we truly want to do in life. Why would somebody else know more about ourselves than ourselves? It's just crazy to, crazy to think that because actually it's impossible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, um, it is. It's truly about that rewiring and changing and making that elevator music have completely uh, positive, positive, uh, positive thoughts rather than the limiting. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners, with the, the viewers uh, today, Crystal? Um, yeah, you know, you just said that people that don't even know us could create this paradigm or this, this negative self-talk or this negative belief within us. And I think that's kind of an attestment as well to what I talked about in my chapter about wanting to be accepted because part of the problem is that we care so much what other people think and it doesn't matter to us if they're strangers or not. And so that's why when they say something, we start to re-examine our own reality to decide if it's true or not. But since it's all done in that elevator music background, we don't even know that's happening. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff can be, especially if you've never heard this information before, first of all, um, a lot of this stuff can be hard to wrap our heads around. 
And to be honest, that's the reason that I'm so grateful that I was able to write that chapter in the book that's coming soon um, to kind of give a practical example of what that process can look like. And it can be literally anything in our childhoods that creates these limiting beliefs. But also that's why I created the Awaken Your Inner Power program, because there's the modules that are, that are included with it, along with the guides and, and the practical applications and the information within it. The reason that I created all of those kind of jam-packed in one is it's kind of like an overview of all the things I learned in like a four or five year period that really helped me make that transformation because transformations don't happen overnight. And if you really want to transform, but you haven't done anything different to be able to make that transformation, most of the time you're not really going to know where to start anyways. And so with the program that I created, my goal or my purpose or my thought behind it was to kind of help you walk along that journey right there. Um, and, you know, mindset, it, it really, it changes everything. And I'm so grateful for my journey and all the lessons that I learned and all the struggles that I went through in order to be able to turn around and help someone else walk that same path and feel the genuine happiness that I really didn't think was possible five, six years ago. So I guess that's really all I have to say. The journey that you've had and your experiences, I truly believe make you a very, very special mentor and coach to the, the people that you are now serving. So please let us know where viewers can find you and find out more about about what you do about your work um okay so i have a lot of my things that i connect a lot of things to my instagram page um so my instagram is healing with crystal crystal spelled with a k underscore um and then i also have a facebook group called empowered and enlightened that i post in and i have a website called crystalsworld.com and I have also a Telegram chat called Raising Your Vibration. So I create and give as much value as I can in those different platforms and arenas just to help guide you, regardless whether you, you know, join my program or not. Yeah, you know, I want to help people on their journeys, period. And so I would love to have anyone as a student, but I also try to give a lot of value on all of those platforms just to help anyone and everyone that I can possibly reach. I love your Instagram. You know, I just think your Instagram is fantastic. <laughs> so everybody, please check out Crystal's Instagram. It is it is great. You can DM her uh, and, and she'll be there to truly help you. She has, you have wonderful programs, amazing, amazing support and solutions uh, in terms of mindset for people. So. Thank you ever so much, Crystal, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure um, chatting with you, and I can't wait for us to catch up again really, really soon. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I can't wait till the next time we connect. I can't wait to see this book um, and read the other chapters. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But thank you again, and I look forward to speaking soon. Okay, well, take care, Crystal. Um, great chatting with you. So thank you for tuning in to another Mindset Matters. I look forward to seeing you all next time for another great episode where we talk all about 
mindset and really how you can design your life from the inside out. Thank you for joining us today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Mindset Matters. Be sure to visit rachelwithershq.co.uk to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Join us next time for more tips and techniques to achieve the rewards that you deserve. Bye for now.